Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. I just noticed that this uh, Pam and Tommy show, I didn't know where it was going to be streaming. It's on Disney Plus. Is it really? <laughs> Disney Plus ain't the Mickey Mouse channel no more. <laughs> Tommy's Dong is the newest addition to the Disney uh, franchise, I guess. They'll be walking around Disney World dressed up, shaking hands with kids. <laughs> That's so bizarre that us. Because Pam and Tommy are so family friendly, right. Disney. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is so bizarre. Yeah. Oh, and I, I like there's that whole thing about how, you know, he talks to his mm-hmm. member yeah. at one point in that thing. And I learned that the voice of that member is uh, one of the guys that was on Brooklyn Nine Nine and played um, that like crazy, wild. Undercover cop, right. Adrian, something or other. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pimento, yeah. yes, that's right. Yeah, he had the long, the beard and everything. Right. He yeah. was dating that. Yeah. Uh, so he, he he gets the exciting role as Tommy's dong. Put that on the resume, anyhow. There you go. That's so strange. But it starts streaming February second, and I have Disney Plus, so don't give me a reason to go to Disney Plus. <laughs> finally. <laughs> So, did you make it across the GTA yesterday? I've seen bigger traffic jams on any given Friday trying to get up north <laughs> on the 400. I've seen more trucks on any given day across the 401 than are in the, uh, what is it being called now, the Karen Convoy? <laughs> Stop <laughs> calling it that. Uh, listen, there, were, there was a lot of support. On, on, you know, obviously, a lot of people came out onto bridges and overpasses, and uh, there was a you know, big um, support given a, a stop at Vaughn Mills. I think part of the problem that they had was the the convoy got split up mm. by, by an accident uh, that happened well, not that they were involved in or caused, but it just traffic and accidents mm. kind of split things up. And overall, I don't think the numbers were nearly what were uh, projected no, or they, being said to be. They were talking about you know in the numbers of thousands of trucks and fifty thousand at one point. Well, I think is well, what they predicted. Always going to be a little uh, off off the mark, but it's under two hundred. Um, yeah, I think, it, it, and that's it, it. Depends on now what you believe the convoy actually is. If it's just the trucks mm. or anyone in okay. any vehicle that joins it, right? A guy on a DUI bike, right? Yeah, I understand the accident was caused by Trudeau. Oh. This is what I'm hearing. Listen, and, and I don't, I don't fault some of the rhetoric that it doesn't look good on the prime minister. Listen, the prime minister wasn't going to meet this convoy, no matter what. He didn't have to meet the convoy. Political leaders don't normally meet with protesters, mm. uh, you know, to to calm things down on the steps of of parliament, but. You know, it seems awfully convenient that he has to isolate for five days when this convoy hits oh, Ottawa. Yeah, I know. He's, uh, he's absent a lot of the time. But, uh, well, we'll see how it all plays out. It is funny that they're arriving on Saturday when nobody's around anyhow. I don't know who they're going to start ranting at. And isn't most of the government still out on Christmas break? Like, nobody's around. <laughs> That's... They're, all in, they're all in the Bahamas right now. <laughs> yeah. It, and again, what I've said all along is that they, they totally have the right to, to, to protest the, this, this mandates that they don't like or whatever it may be. Everyone has the right to a, a peaceful protest. But we have seen now elements of... Uh, right wing or just uh, the elements of just offside in general kind of taking this over. Well, like you can just, say a white supremacist group. Uh, well, not, not even that. I mean, yes, you, you're going to have every, you're going to have different groups piggyback onto your message. It happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it doesn't matter what the, the demonstration is for. This is one is, 
is against mandates, whether it's mandates or vaccines or if it's Black Lives Matter. If the wrong parties start to take over and piggyback onto your message mm. and turn it into something more than what it started to, mm. it can start to deflect from the message you had. Yes. And you saw that happen with Black Lives Matter protests in the states and, uh, and, and demonstrations that turned violent. doesn't matter who turns it violent. The problem is once it does go that route or even just offside, it doesn't have to be violence necessarily, but now they're talking about, well, we want to uh, you know, topple the current government mm. and take over with a coalition led by truckers. I think... Really? <laughs> all right. All right. Look, you know, arguing about mandates so is one ridiculous. thing. Whether or not I'm gonna, you're going to drive economic policy and uh, and foreign policy and defense policy, uh, there's, there's a lot more to the job. I am completely guilty on a regular basis of n- assuming I know how to do other people's jobs for them. This is starting to gain that kind of momentum. It's getting ridiculous. Well, this is where you and I differ because I've never thought I could do anybody's job better than, <laughs> than they do it. I wouldn't want anybody else's job. The only one I can do is this, and I'm barely good at that. But I scrape by. So um, it is, look, at the end of the day, the majority of Canadians are pro-vaccine. The majority of Canadians are pro-mandates uh, and, and, and restrictions and the majority will always win. So you, you can rant and rave all you want. It's You're not getting anywhere. This is a pandemic. We're living through it. It'll eventually end and everybody's life will get back to normal. They just can't seem to see that. They can't see past themselves. And it is what it is. And I'll, look, I'll be honest. You know, we, we have to. But you've, slidden, you've slid on that <laughs> that that mark throughout this as well yeah, in terms yeah. of you but know I, but i side still with it right and, you know you, I yeah you're frustrated not, I, I everyone's gotta, frustrated but i it. but i continue to play by the rules i'm not stomping to ottawa here's the reality of this truckers and, and again i i side with you on anybody can protest anything they want of course they can but it, it is taken on that hue that hum of that right wing craziness a lot of it has you know you can argue that it hasn't, and that's fine. I've got, we have evidence to prove it. You, you're more than welcome. We'll show you our Twitter feed or our um, our, our uh, text uh, line where somebody will text in to say, uh, you know, you're wrong and here's why. And it usually starts off reasonable. Some come guns a-blazing at us right away. But it starts off, and then we, we converse with them. We interact. We go back and forth. And sometimes we go back and forth and back and forth all morning long with two, three different, four different people. And it eventually ends up at the end of the text being about Trudeau and immigrants. Like it always ends up in anger on their side. It starts off with, well, we don't want to be locked down and somehow ends up in white anger. Right. It, it just always does. That's how this works. And that's how, and you can call me out on it, that's how many, not all, but many within this think. And they don't get to it till way down the line. Yeah. Well, in the conversation. Well, because it starts out as an argument about facts. Yeah. And it turns into one just opinion. Yep. Right. And and you know, at some point you kinda overlook facts yep. to inject opinion. And, and and the problem is anytime you do that, the argument loses steam. Yeah. And and I, look at uh, again, we our life has been completely cozy through all of this. We didn't lose our jobs, we've collected our paychecks. Our families, uh, for the most part, have been healthy, and so we're good. And, and, and I understand that there is going to be many 
who have struggled horribly through all of this to the likes that we'll never understand. And when I say I'm frustrated, I could only imagine somebody who's had to live a much tougher life because of all of this. But the trucker thing just does not make me bleed much sympathy for them because I understand the underlying concept of it. And they can mask it all they want about mandates and this, that, and the other thing. There's, there's more to it than this. And that what's more to it is ugly. Would you pay over 70 grand for a baby blue 1976 AMC Pacer? Uh, well, what if that particular blue 1976 AMC Pacer was the one that was used in Wayne's World? Oh. The Mirthmobile. Of course, the car used in the infamous uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Lip sync jam. It recently hit the auction block, and someone did indeed shell out seventy one thousand five hundred for it. Oh my goodness! That's a record, of course, for a pacer. <laughs> Same car sold for thirty seven thousand dollars in two thousand sixteen after it was fully restored. Twenty twenty two marks the thirtieth anniversary of Wayne's World. My dad, uh, in the I guess early or mid seventies. Decided we were going to go to Disney World, Florida, in like August. Good time. <laughs> and I, we flew down, and then he rented a car, and he decided he'd rent an AMC Pacer. Okay. I don't know if you've ever been in an AMC Pacer, which I've is basically not. a fishbowl, <laughs> when you're wearing shorts and it's vinyl seats. I had third-degree burns on the back of my legs when we left Disney World. NBC's Celebrating Betty White, America's Golden Girl. That special was announced, and it'll air on Monday at 10 p.m. Again, very late for Betty White fans, I think. But anyhow. Well, late indeed, because, I mean, her birthday would have been like the 17th, right? right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're already doing it two weeks past the birthday. But I, but I guess they assumed she would, because they were going to do a big thing for her on right. the 17th. Anyhow, that was going to happen yeah. had she lived. I, so guess I guess she would have been busy that yeah, night. I don't know. Well, they were, yeah, they were, I think they were, they had stuff scheduled. I mean, maybe this would have happened that, ah, who knows. Right. Anyhow, it'll be, uh, it'll be on at 10 o'clock on NBC on Monday. Uh, some of the uh, tributes will be from President Biden, Drew Barrymore, Cher, Ted Danson, Jimmy Fallon, Tina Fey, many more. I don't see uh, Ryan Reynolds or Sandra Bullock on the list. And of oh, course, they, right. they were uh, very tight with her. So maybe they'll show up somewhere in there and there'll be a whole bunch of clips and different footage never before seen. And shows Betty in her terrific work over the decades. And speaking of uh, America's golden girls and American treasures, uh, Dolly Parton was being interviewed on the Today Show and asked about the rumor, did she ever insure her two most famous body parts? <laughs> she said, that's not true. She said, years ago, uh, uh, it was about Betty Grable, or one of the other great uh, stars of the day, who were known famously for their legs and getting them uh, insured. She right. says, and at the time, uh, she said, well, maybe I should just get my boobs insured since I'm famous for them. But she said, it was just a joke. I didn't do that. Then she added, and by the way, you can get new boobs, but you can't get new legs. <laughs> I guess she's so, got a point. So we can stop that rumor. Somewhere, Richard Gere is saying, can we stop the rumor <laughs> now? <laughs> if, we're, if we're stopping rumors. Yeah, can we? <laughs> I know a guy. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> with a gerbil. So uh, before we got to that story, I thought, you know, I got I to gotta get a little refreshed on the whole gerbil Richard Gere story. Right. So I, I, I looked, I went, Richard Gere, gerbil, and right. I said, be careful. And uh, so this guy had done lengthy research into it, like had interviewed all sorts of sex experts, and is this gerbil thing a real thing? Tried to get a hold of Richard Gere to finally talk about it. And I guess wow. Richard has, over the decades, here and there kind of made reference to it, but has never really, you know, ad- admitted or said it's not true. It's just kind of mostly stayed silent about it. But what I didn't realize, it is believed that the rumor was started by Sylvester Stallone, that they were going to do a movie together in the early 70s, that Lords, Lords of the Flatbush, I think is, well, Stallone did do it with a bunch of other people. Maybe Richard was cast and then Stallone had him uh, kicked off. I don't know what happened, but they had a fight. Oh, they had a disagreement, and I guess this argument uh, and uh, has been going on uh, for since then. And it, it seems that uh, Stallone might have started the the rumor really? to get back at gear. You know, so <laughs> see what he does is he takes a gerbil. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's just so out Turbo. there. So, yeah. Armageddon! Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It never grows tired. Would you say you're a handy person? I think most fellas, just ego-wise, would say they are, even if they aren't. I openly admit I am not. Um, About 2,000 homeowners were asked about various types of tools that they're comfortable using. And uh, half of people... Half say they're confident using a screwdriver. That means half of a half with a screwdriver. Yeah, that means the other half are not. And I mean, I think I okay. I if I can find the right screwdriver, I I think I'm not very good. I must admit, I I struggle getting the screw to go in straight. (laughs) (laughs) We're still talking about tools, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, Um, That that I struggle with. But but I'm just no good at any of it. I mean, I'll admit that when uh, when I'm asked for Phillips or Robertson, uh, you know, I'm still weary yeah. on that. Right, Is it the star, the square, or the flat—that's what I need to know. But I feel completely comfortable grabbing a screwdriver and fixing something. I remember when? Uh, it's either was it a birthday or maybe it was a wedding gift? I can't remember. But somebody within my family. Bought me like a rolling big red tool case. You know the ones you see wow. in people's garages. Like a mechanic. Yeah. And I said, do you even know me? <laughs> Maria uses it now. I don't. <laughs> I don't even know where it is at this stage. Pliers are next, followed by a wrench. These are things that we, half of us say uh, we're confident using. Uh, and, and I think it's only getting worse as time goes on. We are much more willing to uh, call somebody. I think that there was always, again, like I said at the beginning, ego involved. The guy would say, oh, don't worry, I'll fix it. I'll do it myself. Right. I can do it. You don't have to pay somebody. I'll I'll do it. But I think uh, many of us have just come to the realization you're going to have to pay somebody to fix what you right. try doing. Yeah, but so I'm just trying to think of so- like something small that you would screw in, like like hanging, say like hanging a picture. Like, you're going to call someone in to do that? Well, you know what? There's, like, these websites now where people will come and they'll do everything for you. Hang oh, yeah. a picture, change a light bulb, clean your your your, your ease trough, you know, whatever you want. There are and lots of handyman services around yeah. there. It's just, I, I, I would feel completely strange having someone, you know, hey, can you help me hang this <laughs> picture? And listen, if it's a massive mirror and, you know, requires, you know, Finding studs and the proper anchors that are in there, or drywall anchors. Mm-hmm. I can understand that you know some people might have some reservations about it, but I'm pretty sure if you go to you know any part like 
a home improvement store, mm. someone will be able to help you pick something out. Here's here's how it works. I tried once to mount a TV over our fireplace in the back room. I must have put 40 holes in the wall <laughs> trying to find the stud. It looked like a woodpecker oh, was in there. Yeah, it looked like somebody had shot a gun at it. <laughs> I, uh, I ended up putting the TV down on the ground. I gave up. My brother-in-law, luckily, happened to be happened to pop by. It was like a Sunday, and him and his wife happened to pop by. And, I, and he said, what the hell have you done? And I said, well, I tried to hang this TV. So he goes in the garage and he finds uh, some uh, whatever you put on there to fill in the holes. Yeah. And uh, let that sit for however long to dry. And literally within about seven to ten minutes, he had that TV hung. Right. Two shots each, knew exactly where the holes needed to go. <laughs> I, I so I I I'm just like I, you know what I, I'd hire someone to uh, hang a picture okay and I'd sit on the couch and ask him to nail quietly right you know you're interrupting my shows <laughs> um, Maria doesn't have a stud finder oh well she, wait a minute she doesn't, <laughs> obvious question <laughs> she found one years ago she doesn't need it anymore. Uh, the things we believe we can do ourselves, replace a light bulb. Okay, that I can do. All right. Cleaning our dryer vent, swamping, swapping out filters in a furnace or air conditioner, testing a smoke alarm. Hang on, cleaning the dryer vent, does that just mean like the screen that's at the front of the dryer? I guess so. Or are you taking the vent pipe off the back no, and probably, cleaning that out? Probably not that much. Oh, probably just goodness. taking out the, uh, the uh, mesh. Uh, uh, tightening a hinge on a door. Well, that seems to be tough to me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> really? No, I don't think I can. I, I can change a light bulb and I can unclog a toilet. I've All right. Lots of experience with that. <laughs> the Beatles were once in talks to star in a Lord of the Rings movie with Paul as Fredo, Frodo, Ringo as Sam, George as uh, Gandalf, and John as Gilm. They even approached Stanley Kubrick to direct, but J.R.R. Tolkien, as I understand his name is now said, I always thought it was Tolkien, but then I just saw somebody talking about him in a documentary, and it's Tolkien. So right. anyhow, the author, he nixed the project. He said, I like the Beatles and just don't want them to be the Lord of the Rings. Gotcha. Um, it's physically impossible for pigs to look straight up to the sky. Okay. Yeah, their neck muscles and their spine limits the movements of their head. Other animal goodies include the ostrich, a strange animal indeed. This makes it even stranger. The eye of an ostrich is bigger than its brain. Oh. Something I have in common with the ostrich. <laughs> the ostrich eye is almost the size of a billiard ball. That's scary. That's a big eye. Yeah. And Teddy Reader would figure out a way to barbecue uh, probably. it. Probably. AT&T Stadium in Texas, where the Cowboys play, uses more energy on game days than the entire country of Liberia. <laughs> <laughs> What was it? Uh, Vegas, when you go there, like in front of the Mirage, they have this like water fountain yeah. that at night uh, turns into like a volcano with like flames and, and fire. And they use enough natural gas uh, to set that off every half hour mm. to like heat your house here for the year. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, the one time we went to Vegas, I think my room was right across from that fountain. <laughs> a little so warm? Having a, yeah, and a little disturbing in my sleep. Uh, there's scientific proof that closing your eyes makes it easier to remember accurate details of things you saw. Oh. Yeah, so if somebody asks you to remember something you did last week, if you pause and close your eyes, it, it might help. Yeah, kind of drawing you. a picture in your mind yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. Where were you last night? 
<laughs> not, not at the rub and tug. Not at the rub and tug. <laughs> not there. <laughs> John Hughes came up with the idea for Ferris Bueller's Day Off on February 25th, 1985. He wrote it in a day or something like that? Uh, yeah, he, well, he pitched it on the 26th and finished the screenplay by March 3rd. Holy cow. Yeah, pretty good, eh? Pretty impressive. That guy wrote a lot of movies. So I was just reading uh, about uh, Breakfast Club, which was also his. The actress that um, played Allison, the uh, the uh, the girl in the corner, uh, Ali Sheedy, Ali Sheedy, the odd one. Yeah. Is that her name, Allison, in the movie? I think it was. Uh, I can't remember now. Any, yeah. Anyhow, uh, she hated the fact that they dolled her up at the end. She argued with John oh, Hughes really? about that. And well, then, yeah, I guess it's about you know superficial accepting right? yeah but that, that's pretty bold of her in the 80s like yeah. people weren't thinking that far ahead they weren't that woke yeah and then she never worked with uh, john hughes again you don't argue with john <laughs> hughes um uh, less than a quarter of the world's population is left-handed oh that's you right that's me yeah i'm special i know i know canada has the most left-handed golfers like, oh, yeah? Um, of any country. And I think it has a lot to do with hockey because a lot of left-handed hockey players. That would make sense. And a lot of people who are right-handed, like myself, right-handed that play hockey left. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The, proje- the projectile vomit in The Exorcist <laughs> was from a famous California restaurant called Pea Soup Anderson's. Their soup looked more like vomit on camera than Campbell's soup That's, did. Uh, okay. That's a good trademark. That's a good <laughs> That's selling point. <laughs> I bet you they sold a lot of bowls of pea soup after Based that movie. On it. Yeah, probably. Exorcist soup. Yeah, yeah, it probably did. Um, Marge Simpson's original hairstyle was designed that way by the creators because they wanted to hide her rabbit ears. What? Yeah, supposedly she's got rabbit ears. The gag was meant to be revealed in the final episode of the series, but they scrapped that plan long ago because there was, hasn't been a final episode. That's right. And way, way too many inconsistencies <laughs> to work with. Um, why are perfumes sold at the front of department stores? Well, originally, they were put near the doors of department stores to cover the smell of horse manure and car exhaust. Oh, okay. Back in I guess the that day. makes sense. I would have thought, too, on the flip side, that you want like all that high smell closer to the exit where the doors might be opening and closing to mm. waft it out rather right. than in the middle of the room. Yeah, it can be brutal. Uh, and listen, I, I barely smell anything, but even that's that the thickness of those scents yeah. gets to me. My grandmother worked as she was in cosmetics at Eaton's for, oh, yeah. for decades. And I remember uh, like when you used to go to her apartment, mm. it would smell like the cosmetics right. department at Eaton's. The Boston Tea Party in 1773, they destroyed 92,000 pounds of tea, which would be worth about $1.7 million in today's money. Wow. The Tea Party from 1773, currently on the 401, <laughs> heading to Ottawa. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.